Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Travis, back again for Championship Week. And since you are listening to us, I'm sure you don't have trade deadlines. So we're here to help you out to win that championship because this is Dynasty. We keep going. We keep moving forward. And if you're not in the championship, we're here to help you just get ready for next season because there is no offseason. There's only point scoring season and non-point scoring season. So I don't know what John is talking, but John goes first. That's all I know. Wait, we were supposed to bring people to win championships? No, I, I said I or. Okay. We're looking to next season. Because <laughs> I did not bring Joe Flacco, uh, Taylor Heineke, um, DeVito. Uh, well, DeVito. Trevor Simeon started for the Jets, I think. He's starting <laughs> right? this um, Just nothing but studs QB this year. Yeah. I didn't bring any of those quarterbacks. Don't forget Easton Stick. Easton oh, okay. Stick, yes. But these names are great names to mention, and they are the reason <laughs> that I brought Bryce Young. Because I believe Bryce good. Young has a job next year. Pretty sure. Like, I feel like he should. Bryce so, Young has a job next year. <laughs> I know. I know. Bryce Young does have a job. Um, he's a little more expensive than I was hoping for, though. Came in at the 109. I was mm-hmm. really hoping that he could be like the guy that I walk out with a title with. Get that 112 and then be like, you want the 112? You, you know, you ready to give up on Bryce Young? I just yeah. won with Joe Flacco. I'd <laughs> I need I need a little bit of a younger quarterback now. Um, but it came in at the 109, which I was I had mixed feelings about. What would you guys do? Bryce Young or the 109? I give up the 109 for Bryce Young. That's still a massive fall for what the value at the top of last year's rookie picks were valued at to any year's 109, even if this is a good year's 109, because we're already talking like the top six are pretty locks to be good, good, good players. So chances are you're still getting either very good players or really good dart throws at the 109 area. So to say that you're going to get an NFL 101 that hasn't really shown that he's bad. Like his situation is horrendous. And yes, he didn't CJ Stroud. He didn't elevate everything around him, but say what you want. CJ Stroud is in a little bit of a better situation all around. Um, I still think Bryce Young is a good quarterback. I love that he showed the last couple of games that his legs are absolutely an option. Like he's out there looking like a Lamar juking and spin moving for first downs. It's great. Or at least like Lamar a few years ago. So I would easily pay the 109 to go get Bryce Young. Of course, you're right. It would feel great to win the championship and then be like, all right, looking to next year, let me throw my first to go get Bryce. I don't know how much you'd have to add to get from the 112 to the 109. You know, uh, it would have, you're okay with the 112. Would the 109 a second and a 25 seconds, like adding those two seconds, would that throw you off from getting Bryce Young if it was the 112? Because like, I feel like that. Yeah, I'm not adding two seconds to get from the 109 to 112. I was thinking maybe one second. I was trying to make it seem like it's a little more than it should be um, for the pure, for the purpose of 
that person needs to accept it really so like maybe it needs to be a little more since it's three pieces but like to me that's not stopping me from you know a second this year and a second next year especially since they seem like they're going to be late that's not stopping me from making that move anyway so Travis, I, what about good. you 109 or Bryce Young I think I still lean Bryce Young myself uh, as well uh, even knowing that there's going to be some wide receiver that I probably really like at the 1.09 this year. Uh, maybe the running back one this year. But if we're talking about, you know, super flex leagues, I don't really want to go for running back anyway uh, versus a starting quarterback. So, and I'm um, really, you're probably not going to get like your pick of the litter of wide receivers in, in this class. I know it's going to be kind of a deeper group, but yeah, I mean, I think we, as a community in fantasy football, as well as real football have gotten to this point where we just toss these quarterbacks in the, in the garbage way before they have any time to actually get the feet under, under them in, in the NFL. And um, especially when they have like elite level kind of profiles, we just think, Oh, well, you know, they haven't figured it out in one year, I guess they're garbage. And I, that, that's just, I think that's an obvious, obvious value gap that can be taken advantage of just about every single year with uh, at least one quarterback. So I like, going for, for Bryce Young at the 1.09 kind of price point. So what eventually convinced me, it is Bryce Young, I think is the answer, is when I got to the list. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, all right, so these are my options. Um, <laughs> I think Bryce Young is, uh, I, I do like, I, I feel better giving the 109 for Bryce Young than I did for some of the other quarterbacks on this list. So I get out of this championship week and I turn the page to next year. Or if I just lost, that's where I would be sitting with the 109. <laughs> like if you lost in the semis, you'd be sitting there. Right? 10, yeah. 11. Yeah, you'd be sitting right. there uh, with the 109, 110, somewhere right there. So I'm okay giving that for Bryce Young. Um, the list, Sam Howe, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, and Will Levis. Levis is actually who I was going to originally bring, but then I was like, oh, Bryce Young's kind of more interesting, I think. Let's talk him, and we'll end up talking them both. Yeah, eventually, uh, Will Levis will be something worth talking about, but, like, is Sam Howell dead in the water at this point? I think so. Like, I mean, I... one, he plays for the Commanders. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. One, he doesn't play for the Commanders. He's not playing right now, yeah. and that He's crushed me. Yeah, yeah, getting point eight points out of a quarterback on your playoff team doesn't. He got really negative help. in some scoring systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so, I, I had a playoff team with him and Jordan Addison, so getting two points out of two players, total of two points out of two players, wasn't great. Um, I'm ready to go. Like this is pretty easy for me. Um, I'm going to take Bryce Young first, Jordan Love second, Levis third, and Howell fourth. I just think Bryce Young is the most talented out of all of them. And if you were to tell me that this was Jordan Love's best year of his career, even though it wasn't the most fantastic thing in the world, I, I would be like, okay, I could probably see that being the case. Um, of course, I went on like this, you know, revelatory rant of Jordan Love yesterday, like, like, what happens if they bring in, like, a really steady – like, what happens if, like, DeAndre Hopkins-esque player, like an older player, older wide receiver goes over to Green Bay and gives them that stability that they don't have because all their all their pass catchers are insanely young. 
Like, so maybe that helps Love develop a little bit more. But still, Bryce Young, I think, is more talented and just in a, not in a better situation at all, but I see that more likely to be improved than Green Bay because Green Bay has never seemed to build their offense very well. They just happen to have Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. Um, so Bryce Young, Jordan Love second, because I do think he's good enough. You know, Jordan Love is going to be stuck as a middling quarterback in Dynasty for a few years. Uh, Will Levis at the bo- uh, third, because he, he he's okay. He's had enough time to show if he was going to turn into the next Josh Allen, and it doesn't look like he's going to do that. <laughs> you know, that ceiling that, you know, we like crossed our fingers for isn't going to be there. So at best, he's going to be a mid-low QB2, it looks like, unless something changes. And I'm not going to take that bet. And then Sam Howell on the bottom because, yeah, he's not playing football. And I, we don't know that he's going to be. Travis, what about you? How do you rank this list? You're on mute. Uh, the exact same order. So uh, Bryce, yeah, Bryce Young uh gap um for me and then jordan love and will levis who actually kind of coming out they both kind of profiled as like yeah if you squint and you like really like zoom in like maybe they might work out as a quarterback too um i know that some people might disagree with both of that both of those takes but realistically just analytically speaking they were both probably nuts you know like and so um now they've both shown some level of uh, a promise, uh, you know, Jordan Love uh, was really hot for a second, started slow, hasn't been per- perfect, but um, yeah, I think he probably gets the edge to go second. And then Will Levis, since his uh, debut game, uh, has been actually, I guess, flat out terrible besides like the, the last three minutes of the Dolphins game, in which was just like a desperation heave after heave, just trying to make something happen. Uh, I mean, since his his first blow up game, he has four touchdowns to four interceptions. He's completing barely fifty five percent of his passes, uh, and he's basically just um, failing for every fantasy football purpose uh, and really real football purposes. I know that people here in Middle Tennessee have uh, rose colored glasses on and want to look at him through a different lens than reality, but he is um, uh, not that we're again. I'm not trying to sound like a hypocrite. I'm not throwing him in the in the garbage like. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing with Bryce Young, but um, his profile wasn't good. Good to begin with. Uh, it was kind of fringe NFL level, uh, anyway. And so, uh, yeah, uh, for fantasy purposes, I think his upside is always going to be limited. Limited because he's a Titans quarterback, and uh, he's not uh, necessarily a good one either. So, third quarterback, and then it's unfortunate because Sam Howell does have uh, such a fun play style, and uh, his profile was really promising early on in college and had kind of a bad end to things there, but got the opportunity to start for a full year. Uh, but their pick is way too early at this point. So oh, yeah, uh, right. it, it seems that <clears throat> he's very likely there are too many swings, I think uh, up there for them to probably not take uh, a quarterback that will inevitably replace him. It's just super unfortunate because he was such a fun prospect for such a long time, but he's, he's fourth at this point. Russ, you can copy it all and drag it right on over. We have a consensus, actually. Um, I don't think Love is that far away from Young, as maybe you guys had him for me. Um, But I wish I I knew what his career was going to be beyond next year. Like, he's definitely going to be the starter next year. Yeah. So I like that quite a bit. 
Uh, that makes me feel real comfortable. But it feels like this year was kind of like a, a prove it year, and it ended or it's ending. He still has weeks in the NFL, you know, reality NFL, to maybe make it be a little bit different. But it feels like we didn't learn anything. <laughs> I feel like we're now going in the next year is the same as going into this year with Jordan Love. Like, okay, this is the year now that you kind of have to prove it. Like, but he didn't go backwards either. Like, I don't feel like we got a definitive answer on what we should really be expecting for him as an NFL quarterback after next year. Would have been nice to know either way. Like, either be really bad, and we know, or be, you know, like, pretty good and know that we can invest properly. Yeah, but that also just brings us into QB purgatory, where it's just like, all right, he's playing well enough to hang around, but not well enough to actually do anything worthwhile. You mean like the Derek Derek Carbrock problem? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're probably starting him. Like, Yeah, and and he's he's not losing your bench. Fantasy games. Uh, I mean, assuming Superflex, you're starting him every week, and he's he's keeping you in there. He's QB 10, I think, in points per game. Like, he's, he's... He's not doing bad at all, but my concern for him is more just reality NFL. Yeah. Like, will he have a long term job? Uh, Bryce Young, I think I I feel the most confident will. So, yeah, I agree. uh, Honestly, that's probably what makes the order of my list is safe, pretty safe, maybe safe, not safe, but yeah. That, that, that's that's, that's exactly right. With that tone and everything. If I want the 109. I if I'm investing that. I I want to know that I'm not just wasting my pick on a on a one year quarterback. So Bryce Young, top of the list. Especially when you can just you know stream studs like Trevor Simeon and Joe Flacco. Or... Yeah, I mean it's uh, it is a wild wild year for quarterbacks. Joe Flacco won me a semi. Real uh, real life football question for a second. Because they're, you know, Chicago, I'm going to pretend they don't need a quarterback right now. Arizona doesn't need a quarterback. Because they don't. I, I agree, but I know. But then at three, you have Washington, New England, the Giants. You could skip over the Chargers. Tennessee, skip over Chicago again. Jets, Atlanta, New Orleans, skip Green Bay, Las Vegas maybe Denver than Minnesota. Like how many quarterbacks should be top 15 picks? 75. Well, so (laughs) we know know Drake may like should at this point, like, does it look like Jaden Daniels is going to be that early? Yes. Um, They're going to be at least three top 15 quarterbacks. Right. And like, do you think that I know, I, I think Michael Michael Penix Jr. and they, there's one other guy you keep listing. Like, do we think they um, are worthwhile up there, or are they going to be second roundish guys? Yeah, I actually did a seven round mock over at Draft Countdown, and uh, I had Michael Penix, uh, Bonex, and JJ McCarthy as sex, uh, second <laughs> second round uh, picks instead of first, uh, just because I I think that uh, you can slot the first three in. Profile-wise and need-wise with the quarterbacks, pretty confidently. But realistically, I know in fantasy, we really uh, love to plug in offensive skill players with all our slots and prioritize those first. But uh, when you look at the elite, elite talents at the top of this draft, 
um, and how deep it is at key positions like corner, like tackle. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how many at those two positions specifically go in the early part of uh, not even just the, I guess the first 40 picks or so. Cause there's like a dozen between just those two positions that might get wedged in there. And I think that throws off the balance of what we want to see from all of our favorite positions uh, and wide receiver. There's probably going to be at least half a dozen of those too. So uh, that's a lot of the picks taken up by three positions plus three quarterbacks. And then you're getting into uh, late first consideration. So I think it's very easy to see a world where uh, teams prioritize other elite talents at other key important positions instead of going with a profile that has a question or two. Penix has age and injury concerns in his past. Uh, you know, McCarthy and, and Bo Nix don't have perfect profiles and, um, you know, they haven't uh, necessarily been asked to put their entire offense on their shoulders and succeed in big moments and then have done so uh, in a large sample. Um, so I, I think there, there are going to be narratives surrounding both of those guys that might push them out. And I'm not even sure McCarthy does actually go out this year. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's it's probably three quarterbacks. And then after that, it's I'm not really sure. All right. Yeah, just because there are, uh, like you said, we, we're fantasy football players. We're going to be putting offensive yeah. skill positions in yeah. all of these teams that need them, even though that's not what they're going to do. So I was just curious because there's a lot of teams that look like they need quarterbacks up there. How many might seem realistic? Again, it's super early, mm-hmm. but worth asking. Yeah. But, what I mean, you're talking. Just keep on talking because you got wide receiver. So who are we talking we're talking about Amari Cooper uh, because Amari Cooper just won a bunch of people their semifinal fantasy football matchup. Oh, yeah. uh, not mine because uh, my quarterback situation where I did have him uh, fell apart drastically <laughs> uh, in, in horrible fashion. And so I just missed out on a couple spots uh, with him. But, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, now that's uh, especially if you're out at the playoffs, what do you do with a wide receiver? who will be turning uh, 30 next June. And so I think that's a lot of times the assumption is just like, well, he's 30, he's now dead to me and doesn't matter for Dynasty Fantasy Football purposes. But the truth is he might have one to two more uh, really productive seasons under his belt still. Uh, historically, the ones who have produced up to this point give us one or two more years like this. Um, you know, once you get up to like age 33, it's <laughs> all bets are off. Uh, historically speaking, but age 31, 32, we have seen plenty of, of years where guys have produced at a, a decent level. Uh, and I'm not saying he's on par with DeAndre Hopkins, but we're actually seeing Hopkins produce uh, decently uh, this year, and he's a little bit older himself. But we're actually seeing uh, tons of wide receivers that are getting to this point, you know, like I mean, like the Keenan Allens of the world, Stephon Diggs. I mean, Tyreek Hill's already, he's 30. You know, it's, it's just a lot of these guys that we've been relying on for a good long time in fantasy football are reaching this point uh, in their career where uh, many people just choose to sell them off. And so I'm curious, uh, or even, you know, they might not be able to for super ageist dynasty fantasy footballers. So, (laughs) um, you know, his value on the dynasty trade calculator is 10.1, which is equivalent to just about exactly the 2.02, the uh, 14th overall selection next year. So I can early, early second or or the equivalent of two late seconds like late late end of the second round uh, maybe like a uh, mid late second and early third for mari cooper or the 2.02 early second round of rookie draft kind of ranges so curious what you guys do there 
uh, knowing that we very well might get production out of Amari Cooper for a while. And I, I do have some interesting just stats with him just to kind of frame what he's done because I think that that uh, his perception in general is just off. Spit him out. Okay, so where do you think he ranks just career-wise uh, for receiving yards when compared to Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Brandon Cooks? Mm. I would, behind Tyreek Hill, ahead of Cooks, tied with Diggs. About you, Russ? I'm kind of with John. They, they're all right. Actually, the order is Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, and Brandon Cooks. But they're all yes. in between 9,100 yards and, uh, and 10,000 yards for their career. Mm. And, uh, in fact, Amari Cooper, he's he's coming up on 9,500, and Stephon Diggs is around 9,900, and Tyreek Hill is just shy of 10K. But they're very close. Like, it's funny. Like they, and, and Amari Cooper was actually came into the same uh, into the NFL the same year as Stephon Diggs. Obviously, mm-hmm. Amari Cooper was the wide receiver one by many people's ranks that year. Yeah. Uh, Kevin White, poor one out for him. But uh, <laughs> but it's just funny because I think this, this perception for as long as I can remember is that there's this massive gap in value and uh, production and everything between Diggs and Amari Cooper. And uh, that's not actually been the case this year with Diggs, has it been? So it's, it's just funny that even now Diggs is actually older, barely, than Amari Cooper. Tyreek Hill is older than Amari Cooper. Brandon Cooks is older than Amari Cooper. Uh, and I, he's, he's way lower in value. But it's just funny that uh, Amari Cooper is actually a hair younger than both those two. Uh, what Amari Cooper's done this year has been phenomenal. He's actually sixth in receiving yards this year. Uh, and he's averaging over 17 yards per reception still in his age 29 season. Uh, it's just and he's, he's been the target hog. He's, he's going to finish with about 150 targets this year. Um, so it's just interesting where his value is because on the calculator, he's literally one third of the value of a Stefan Diggs. Uh, and so that's that disparity is interesting. I'm not saying that it's it's necessarily wrong. I'm just saying that for a long time, because of his inconsistency and up and down to his weekly production, and that's been the case throughout throughout Mark Cooper's career, he's, he'll win you a week and then disappear for a few. Disappears, yeah. But uh, when he does come out for you, he, he wins weeks, wins championships, wins, you know, key moments. And so that's just, it's interesting because his archetype is different in how he produces for you. But uh, early second, it's, uh, it's a little light to me, but I'm curious where you guys are. I would throw, if I'm in the championship right now, I would throw any second to go get Amari Cooper and okay. put him on my team. Assuming plays, I needed it. Plays the Jets, you do realize this week. Doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. He's got Joe Flacco. What He's you- got an elite <laughs> Joe Flacco throwing in the ball. He just said he okay. He, he, you he know that we are all being set up targets. for just an absolute disaster Absolutely. game. He had by 15 the targets this week, eight the week before, like oh, double digits the week before that. He is he is their offense through the air. And so Joe Flacco. Right, Russ, you, still, you still have your first. Would you give that for Amari Cooper going into this final week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you give the two or two. Yeah. That's it a, doesn't matter that they're three picked away. There's a very mental difference between okay. those values. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last week, Joe Flacco threw 134 yards and one touchdown, not to Amari Cooper. Yeah. Did those all go to David and Joku? Probably, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did we just talk about Njoku like a week or two ago? Yeah. 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 
uh, so yeah, like I'm I'm still here. Like Amar- since week eleven, Amari Cooper's the wide receiver nine in points per game. Yeah. Diggs, the wide receiver forty eight. By the way, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I kind of want to go see if I can capitalize on that and get a discount of Diggs. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, I mean, like you're not doing that for the championship game, are you? No. I already have both of these players on a lot of my teams. So and I think the um, reason, you know, that we're having this conversation that that does uh, create an opportunity probably for those that since about bounce back for, you know, age 31 digs. But like John yeah. brings up a great point that even if you're not like, let's pretend you just lost in the semis, but your team is still set for next season. And the team that has Cooper is out of the playoffs as well. Throwing a late second to see if you can go add that to your team, which again, like Travis is saying, it's not like Cooper's going to just be bad next year because he's 29, 30 years old. Like that might just be the right move anyway. Like he's already, he's like, he's going to finish like in this year, like in the top 60 all time in in receiving yards. And those, those particular types of producers continue to stick around for, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that I want to give the 202 for Cooper, but like I said, I already have him on a bunch of my teams. He's not going anywhere. He is he is the reason that I invest a lot in wide receivers because he, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, yep. now Stefan Diggs, these guys will all just retire off my roster. Like I'm not getting rid of them. I'm not cashing out. I'm not losing value every year that I keep them. I'm just keeping their points in my starting lineup until they stop playing. Um, that is the reason that we say invest in wide receivers, folks. Um, 202, that's too close to that first, because like I said, as soon as we, as soon as we get, as soon as we get like a more tiered out system, the difference between the 111 and the 202 isn't going to be a lot. And there's going to be, there's going to end up being a guy that maybe he slips and I get this guy that I would have taken at the 112. Maybe I get that guy at the 202. So like, I'm not ready to give up the 202 for Amari Cooper. A mid-second? Yeah, I would give that. Um, would I give two seconds, like a mid and a late? Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. For Cooper maybe. and a third, call it a day. What's that? For Cooper and a third, call it a day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that, would, that would be easy then. <laughs> so, But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think 202 yeah. is probably fair. Yeah. It's just a little bit out of the range that I want to give is, mm. is kind of what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah, I just get going for it right now, like like you said, Russ. If if you're in position right this moment to take a swing, that seems like fair value to me. But uh, yeah, All right, I'm very interested in what this list is going to be, or if it's just the guys you just listed already. No, it is not. Uh, that would uh, that wouldn't be much of a conversation, I don't think. Uh, I do want to list some different wide receivers that uh, people might not necessarily think are valued over over him or. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, I'm not sure where people don't influence the group. Guys. Travis, just read. I don't really, you know, I, sorry, too late, but I really just don't know what these guys, uh, <laughs> this is kind of the, I don't know tier. Uh, and given the values on the calculator, I think that's probably true across the board for uh, several of them. So I'm long, list. sorry. Uh, Terry McCorin, Deontay Johnson, Christian Kirk, Marquise Hollywood, Brown and Amari Cooper, huh. all of which are at least 26, going to be 27 
obviously for next season. So all of them are 27 plus from here on out for your fantasy purposes. That helps frame things. (sighs) Cooper is the oldest. He's the elder statesman. Yeah. I think I think I can go, and I don't think I even love the what I just did, but I'm going to go uh, anyway. No, I wrote out my list. I don't like it. So I still have Amari Cooper first. Um, so did I. He is the better combination of points and still going to be around. I, I Honestly, like, I have Terry McLaurin second because he's still good enough, but his situation is a little weirder at the moment. Mm-hmm. Though I never really thought it mattered all that much who was throwing him the ball. Because it seemed yeah. like no matter who, it was, there was like half a season where Tyler Heineke was that bad where it mattered. But otherwise, he McLaurin always did fine regardless of who was throwing the ball. I have Christian Kirk third because he's lower on the totem pole at wide receiver on his team than the other two. But they've made it clear that he's part of their offensive plan in Jacksonville. And I do think he's good enough to be part of an offensive plan. Hollywood, I I don't know what's going on this year. Like this is one of those things where I think we're going to find out he's been hurt the entire season. Uh, like like when Kyler came back and he's still not catching the ball, it seems too weird to be normal because them two had a great you know rapport with each other last season. That doesn't just disappear. And I put Deontay last because he's on the Steelers. <laughs> Uh, like that's and because Pickett will that's still fair. most likely be their quarterback next year, and that worries me a bit. But I like Deontay Johnson. It's just I, I believe in Hollywood Brown, the player, a little better. And it won't be like if Arizona does whatever Arizona does. Like if they draft Marvin Harrison at two, you know this. Like I don't think that's bad for Hollywood. Like. Hollywood will still get his targets and it it'll be helpful for him to have another wide receiver to take defense away from him. So I'm not really worried I mean, too much about that. Will he be the wide receiver three essentially behind Trey McBride though? Yeah, but that defense is bad enough where that's still fine. <laughs> okay. Like, I think they still throw enough where it won't be that big of a problem. What really makes me sad is I still want Rondell Moore to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> me too. As a Boilermaker. Uh, my my alma, alma mater bias. Uh, I, I still wear those goggles. I assume he'll fi- he'll eventually figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure out what to do with him. He knows what he's doing. It's fine. All right, John. My list is different. After we agreed with Amari, <clears throat> I have to decide between my my two and three were Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaurin, and I went with Deontay as two. Because Terry McLaurin is on the Commanders. Commanders. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he's even at three. (laughs) Um, Well, I've never been a big Hollywood fan. Uh, I've just never wanted to pay what he cost. He is getting to the point now where it's starting to be a little more attractive to me. Um, But, man, people that have him just love him, and I get it. I just – it was never – it was never mine. So – and then I have Kirk last. Uh, I, I don't know that it's I don't know that he's ever going to end up being like the guy really in Jacksonville. I don't know that any of these guys on this list really have a long term outlook of being the guy for any team that they play on. But yeah. Kirk feels like the least likely to actually even have like massive volume games yeah. um, going forward. Amari, we just saw it. 
Deontay Johnson sparingly sometimes, you know, it seems like sometimes it is a Deontay Johnson game. Um, Terry McLaurin should. He doesn't. Um, But I have no idea what's going on in Washington. Just. Yeah. So I don't like that situation. Hollywood, I guess, does have some Hollywood games where, like, it's his blow-up game, but I don't feel that for Kirk really at all. So he's last on my list. The way you framed that, John, is, is, is kind of why I asked the question because they all are slightly younger. They have uh, peak-producing windows throughout their career, but none of them actually feature well, – I don't think none of them will moving forward necessarily you know, in, in terms of like a locked-in projection be like the feature target for their offense. I guess McCorin might maybe uh, be on this year, but I, I don't think that that's going to be the case for any of them. And yet um, in my leagues and in conversations and in trade talks and, and when I get questions that might involve one of these players, um, the value is, is perceived to be higher. And it seems like that that is actually the case on the calculator right now that all four are higher and all on the fringe of teetering on that, uh, you know, last pick in the first round or 2.01 value versus Amari Cooper's, you know, right around the 2.02 or maybe even below. So to me, it is interesting that uh, it just seems like it's an age thing uh, and maybe like a misperception thing when it comes to Amari Cooper, because he has been that alpha in just about every offense he's been in, uh, at least for a time. And, and certainly uh, in that situation now. So soldier folks are still like, but that the year and a half with Michael Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's God, man, that, that feels forever. forever ago. Oh I know <laughs> it's still in, it's still in heads though. So yeah. wait, Did you see Hardnett's this tweet that, uh, man, it's hard to believe Amari's still only going to be 22 next year or something. Yep. Every, like, he, he will <laughs> forever be 23. Like, he's, yeah. yeah. Such a good tweet. Smart man. Yeah. Seriously though, man, he's just, Cooper's just always done his, his, basically produce everywhere consistently, like nonstop. Like he's just yardage wise. He's like just one step down from what, what Evans, Mike Evans has done in his career. He just hasn't done the touchdowns. So the yeah. list makes me a little more willing to give the two Oh two for Mark Cooper. This is kind of where I, how I landed with uh, Bryce young in the one Oh nine too. Once I saw the list, I, I mean, like if these are my options, I, I guess I feel more comfortable giving the two Oh two for Amari Cooper than I do anybody else in this range. Uh, huh. It's just the always the what could the two hundred two become and that that yeah that that possible value that I could get later mm-hmm. for that two hundred two hmm. yeah probably the, it, you know, just take Mari and be happy with two more years of solid production yeah so what's your for actually look like Travis yeah Amari at the top and then I had a pretty pretty significant gap actually for me and then Terry McLaurin uh, I don't care he's on the Commanders he's probably going to get a new shiny toy quarterback that might uh, spike his value up next year. Uh, I think that's kind of built into this bit of analysis. And he has kind of survived to be this 1A in the offense in terms of uh, target totem pole uh, almost all the, all the time. So, I, I, you know, I, if anybody else is going to be the alpha target in their offense, it's it's McLaurin probably. And then I had Kirk, and then I had Deontay Johnson uh, because Steelers and Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh Lower because I don't know what his role is going to be within that offense moving forward, given the emergence of Trey McBride and the almost certainty that he's going to get some top tier elite company to take some targets away. I think we've probably seen the best of him at this point. So he brought up the rear. 
Fair enough. Okay, and it's my turn. Marquise and- Brown is a free agent uh, after this year too. Oh, oh shoot! You know, I did not know. That's that. my bad. Then I thought that's, he had one more. Uh, I, I just I I was wondering what his contract situation was because that could have maybe moved him up for me. Yeah. Um. That's I normally have that unlocked. So sorry about that. I, I thought he had one more year. But yeah. uh, as far as I'm telling from Spotrack, uh, Spotrack. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I have no idea how to say that. And I, just I, I greatly like and respect you in, as both a human being and as a fantasy football analyst, but I'm going to listen to Spotrack or Spotrack on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. That's correct. <laughs> I was just I was just misremembering that so he, uh, you know, you get the years back and forth, I guess. So he, yeah. might, uh, he might be elsewhere. Hmm. Yeah, he might be. But even so, I don't think he's going to be signed on to be yeah, he's not coming in as the guy anywhere at the this guy. point. Anywhere. Okay, so... I mean, him versus T. Higgins on the market. You shut your mouth because it's T. Higgins. Just that. Well, I mean, Hollywood yes. Um, <laughs> so... Tight end. I like being lazy and just grabbing that low-hanging fruit on players to talk about. Travis Kelsey. No, because that would hurt too much. Um, though Travis Kelsey still the tight end one in points per game. It's just not by a very big gap anymore. Though the Doesn't gap double up the the tight end two anymore. He's terrible. Yep, you know, but he, he's still the tight end one in points per game, and the tight end two in points per game, who we're about to talk about, isn't scoring any more points per game. So. As long as Travis Kelsey doesn't score less, then he's going to keep his spot because TJ Hawkinson tore his ACL and MCL out for clearly the season and very likely the beginning of next season. Mm. And I'm just going to first ask the broad question, does this change his value to you as a dynasty asset at all? So what's the, I mean, like usually we look at like nine months is the earliest now for an ACL. Is that right? No, you can, it's, uh, like it's they're, getting inside. They're that mark, saying right? like eight months you come back. The problem right now is it's going to be a couple of weeks before they do surgery on him to let the swelling go down. Like there's some surgeries you can do right away. You pop your Achilles, yeah. they can do the surgery the next day. But like, you know, with your knee. There's so many things there. It's not just one tendon that they're going to give him a couple of days to maybe a couple of weeks, which pushes, you know, recovery back. But after mm-hmm. the beginning of this season, like there was no way Purdy was going to be ready. There's no way Javante Williams was going to be ready. And then everyone was ready. So like mm-hmm. if Hawkinson like wakes up from a surgery and be like, all right, I'm going to play week one. I'll be like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> like, cause who knows anymore? But you know, like I, even if he doesn't land on the pup to begin the season, which means you're out the first six games, yeah, he's not going to be himself when he comes back right away. It's going to take time for him to get back to 100%. But still, he is 26. Top three tight ends, I feel like, no matter how you think about it. Does that change for you, knowing that you're out six to eight games of a 26-year-old tight end's career? Oh, not too much. No, I mean, I think it's, yeah, just, just a, a, a shade because, you know, competing or whatever you, you, but if, I've, if I have Hawkinson in most spots, uh, I have another tight end. I can slide out there at least for however long I need to. 
and replacement value tight end production isn't crazy to uh isn't impossible to be found uh for you know for a little bit if i can get by with it but um i think hawkinson is still a, a tight end three for me i think that was the case prior to this and is is still now for for dynasty purposes he is the tight end two on the calculator by the okay. way okay laporta being number one obviously just lord trey mcbride's up to three in the calculator so yep um so <clears throat> like that was just a generalized question because especially when you're like i have hawkinson on one team that's going into the finals and your first instinct is crap i need to go get you mm -hmm. know like i need to the, it's the wrong idea but it's still your idea is crap i need to go trade him for tight end that's going to play for me so if you're going to go trade him away to go get someone else does should this affect his value when you're thinking about it i don't think it should like i'm not going to yeah. trade hawkinson for less than i would have normally of so, course normally i wouldn't be trading probably would though somebody probably would it, well exactly yeah. that's, that's why i thought it was a, a question worth asking but here's, i definitely here's, i definitely pulled up the hawkinson team uh in all of the championship games i'm not in uh to see if i could assist them yes for this week um they've not been successful yet because they're not idiots because you shouldn't trade away the injured player to replace the injured player correct worst possible move you can make um but yes people out there will do it and i want to be on the receiving end i want to be on the capitalizing end of being able to help them i want to be able to help them solve this injury crisis they have with one week to go surely you want to solve this crisis as much as i want to solve this crisis for you let me help you so um yeah obviously i i want to get travis or uh, tj hawkinson at that injury discount so i don't know i don't know that there should be a massive one but i think there should be a small one i mean like Especially so, if he took you to the title game. What if I were to tell you TJ Hawkinson is in the calculator for the 104? I'm not giving the 104 for him. I'm getting I'm a quarterbacker. Either. I'm getting a quarterbacker wide receiver there. Yeah, I mean that's Brock Bowers. Uh that's or or a quarterback <laughs> or a wide receiver. Uh that's like the one point oh one wide of wide receivers. <laughs> that's a little bit rich. Um yeah. That may have just not adjusted yet. Yeah. They're they're Minnesota fans up there. Uh it's at the calculator headquarters. Maybe they're just in mourning. Yeah, like so my thing is Hawkinson being what eight years younger than Travis Kelsey. Um Laporta being Laporta, like that's just but yeah. like Hawkinson is that combination of young and scoring. It seems like it doesn't matter who his quarterback is. And because we don't know who his quarterback's going to be next year, but the 104 is just very, very rich. Yeah, sure. like, yeah. I don't want to ruin your list, but I like when I was trying to figure out what I would give up pockets for, I just pulled up the tight ends and just was going down the list. And I'm like, well, that's literally what I'm going to ask. So don't would ruin I give it him for that one. That's literally what I'm going to do. So don't ruin All it. All right, let's, let's do it because I it made me like Hawkinson more. Yeah. Okay, so all I did was literally grab the list, um, and the question is, the first. Okay, so the first one. Would might you not, rather? Would you rather? Yes, but the, and the first one might not get accepted. I think the rest of them might. Uh, would you send T.J. Hawkinson for Sam Laporta? 
if the person was willing to. I mean, <laughs> I want Laporta. Uh, 100%. Laporta, again, on the calculator is above Hawkinson. Yes. I just wanted 100%. to add the conversation to it. Um, Trey McBride. I would prefer McBride uh, still uh, pretty I take, handily. I would take McBride, especially if I'm still alive in my yes. in my league. Yeah, and that's that does come yeah. to. That I think you're going to have to pay up, honestly. If you send Hawkinson for McBride, that's coming back to you with Hawkinson and at least a bump from the third to the second yeah. for McBride. Like at least that bump, you're you're paying on top right now. I yeah, think. and if people don't understand, like the the opportunity. Like even when McBride doesn't smash for a week, like his opportunity has been insane. He has had seventy-two targets in the past yeah. eight weeks. Yeah, I mean that's that's wild. For and and I did mean to say yes. Let's frame this as you are in the championship. You just lost T.J. Hawkinson. Who would you trade him for? So yes, this is still alive because if you're not, okay. you're not trading away Hawkinson for no reason. Um, so after Trey McBride comes Dalton Kincaid. Nope. That was as soon as I saw that on that. This is this is what I was doing when you guys when I was pulled yeah. up that list and I saw Dalton Kincaid and I'm like, nope. Yeah, no I'm way. Not. No, not a chance. With you. Um when was the last time Dalton Kincaid got a catch? Yeah, he's had two <laughs> pretty rough weeks. You know, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so after him is Travis Kelsey. I will say I rejected an offer when someone sent me Travis Kelsey straight for TJ Hawkinson and my team that I have. I sent that uh, that straight offer in yeah. like three places and got rejected on all of them. Granted, it was fresh news. I think maybe they were upset. Maybe I'll try it again. I'm going to try it today. I haven't tried it yet, but like I have Kelsey really, in a lot of teams. So really, no, yeah. I, nobody's going to want to accept that the day after. But I'll tell you what, come Sunday morning. They're setting that lineup, or maybe Saturday. I don't know who plays what day yeah. the week this 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 game this time. Um, whoever, I mean, it's going to be tough to say I'll just start Taysom Hill when you could say yeah. I could start <laughs> Travis Kelsey yeah. against the Bengals in championship. Uh, when you say it that way, oh like, my gosh, yeah, like. That's the that's the real scenario that people are going to be in. Yeah. I mean, maybe they happen to have a bunch of stud tight ends. It does happen, um, yeah. but man, you got to seek out those ones that have Hawkinson, and then literally like Taysom Hill is who they're who they're going to be throwing in, or Jawan Johnson or Gerald Everett. Like that's where that shift they should they really should be um, enticed to to make that swap. And I get not wanting to do it right away. But as the week drains on and you don't yep. see that they make a move and, and they're, they're, you know they're trying to get a tight end. They're trying to give up their late second round pick and get a guy. And that's just not going to happen. They're not going to get Trey McBride for their late first. They're not going to get Dalton Kincaid for their late first, honestly. So like that that that, that offer is going to get more appealing the closer it comes to halving the score points. So does that mean you're taking Travis Kelsey here? Uh, it's, it's only, it's only Wednesday. So, uh, if you ask me Sunday morning and I haven't been able to figure it out yet, um, I'm probably, if somebody sends me that offer, I'm going to try and get Travis Kelsey in another way. I'm going to see what I have off my roster. Like maybe I have a youngish receiver that I don't like as much. Uh, and I could pair that with a pick, something like that. If it comes down to it and it's Sunday morning 
and I am slotting in Gerald Everett instead of Tra- instead of that's my legit Travis situation Kelsey. on that team. <laughs> oh my god, are you yeah. for real? That's my next best that I just Gerald Everett. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know, I like to win. I don't care if I never get another point out of either of the tight ends after this game. If it wins me this game, it was worth it. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Sunday morning, I would eventually take that trade of giving up Hawkinson for Travis Kelsey. It is probably not good for me long-term short term. I like, look, Travis Kelsey should, should have been smashing. You just, had yeah, yeah. you know what? You never, you never trade away the injured player. I know. To replace the, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> what you you're just very, said very right. like five minutes ago. Correct. Um, but then he asked what I actually, do. I mean, that's the right advice. Yeah. 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 But, but you just got to listen to win. you. Just got to listen to yourself. That's fine. Want to win? <laughs> yeah, I think. Like you said, John, if there's any way in the world to do that any other way, you do it though, right? Yeah. Because like God, th- yes. that doesn't really do you any favors uh, beyond just like this one week. window. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> I think week. there's any other way because I I'd still rank Hawkinson higher for. For value purposes, for future purposes, for everything, despite the fact that not points, Kelsey, not points in week 17. You no, can't do that. No, I can't rank him higher than you, you got me. You got me. <laughs> but I will say it is funny, like how I've there's been such a negative tone surrounding Travis Kelsey and oh, the Chiefs are bad because Taylor Swift and blah blah blah, whatever. Uh, and it's just, I mean, it's hilarious to hear all you know, they're still gonna make it Kelsey, like the championship game, yeah. <laughs> the conference championship game. Also, he's still number one in yards per game among all tight ends. Chiefs play the the Bengals, who are, according to NFL, 31st against the tight ends. They're terrible against the tight ends. I mean, Pratt Fryermuth did terrible, but that's because he's terrible, apparently. And yeah, uh, he had who was oh, we didn't even mention that quarterback. It was, um, who was Pittsburgh? I keep wanting to say Duck Hodges, but it wasn't it, Mason Rudolph. (laughs) Mason Rudolph Rudolph started. Yeah, we, tr- we, we were trying to repress that. Thanks, John. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And just to put it out there, Kyle Pitts. No. Hawkinson. It's probably a no, but I think Pitts has a decent matchup this week too. Yeah, but Pitts could also just get like a one catch for nineteen yep. yards because that's yep. what he does. It doesn't matter when the Falcons have a good matchup. They. <laughs> their 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 issue is always with their um, internal decision making. Doesn't matter. Um, past four games, eight targets, six targets, four and four for Pitts. Yeah, I mean, like, and he's been—I've started good. him a couple of times. Two touchdowns. Past. <laughs> he's the one that I hope I have on my bench above Gerald Everett to slide in. Yeah, I'd feel a little better about that. Um, he's not on the list, but uh, Cole Met. No, absolutely God, no. not. Absolutely doing pretty not. well. Don't care. The second absolutely half of the not. season and is playing the Falcons. Nope. 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 Just wanted to go get Cole Komet in another way. Yes. Like I don't mind starting Cole Komet this week, but I'm not giving TJ Hawkinson for him. I'm getting Cole Komet in another way. Yeah, you just got me looking at players who I might want to start this week and you figure out a way to get them. I I absolutely just veered off topic on that one. But it's so bad. Like I mean, my big question is if you had him, would you give him for Evan Ingram, who's been doing absolutely great? I love me some Evan Ingram. He's I know you do. Would you give up Hawkins? I wouldn't do so would it. You get, would you rather get Ingram back or Travis Kelsey back for Hawkinson? When you're this desperate in your situation, Russ, 
and you're playing just for this week, essentially, and knowing that you're losing it long term. Oh, crap. <laughs> I, I hope take, whatever league this is, I have an Ingram in it. And what's crap is Ingram is playing the Panthers, who are apparently third against the tight end. Yeah. But, you know, Ingram's targets, 7, 6, 8, 9, 12, 6, 15. Like, he's, he, he gets targets, regardless yeah. of how good the defense is. I'm Don't trade him. Hawkinson for these guys. Go figure out a way to get Ingram. Go get Cole Komet. Get them with something other than Hawkinson. Yeah. Don't just trade because the injured player to replace the injured player. Yeah. Sunday morning when you get desperate. Yeah. And his <laughs> targets really are have they're, to. They're, his targets are not all created equal compared to uh, you know some more you know like his targets versus George Kittle targets they're not the same thing but like his oh. his air yard totals and upside is not the same but Ingram's still. The volume you can't argue with. I mean, I. What about Kittle? He's you probably have, you, yeah. You probably have to add to get Kittle. I bet. Probably not, and they're yeah, he's playing so. the Manders, who are ninth. That, you don't think so? I think people that have Kittle are really happy that they have him. And I'm, yeah, I think so. I bet well. you they're gonna. Want, I think uh, he's pricey. Yeah. 37, 14, 18, 9, 25. like. Yeah, roller coaster. Uh, don't trade Hawkinson to replace Hawkinson. He got okay. hurt. It sucks. Just put him on your bet. Put him on your IR if, yeah. if they put him on IR. Yeah, don't listen to John. Don't listen to John. Hey, I'm the one saying don't trade Hawkinson. <laughs> listen to, to this part. Him. Ignore the, the other part where he was. Yes. Yeah. Ignore the part where I go with my heart. Uh, yeah, I, I know my own advice. I, yeah. I know the I know the right move is to not do it. <laughs> yeah. But Look, Winning the money now to... will help you pay for next year, which might not be as good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to look at it. You can pay uh, off next year's fee for when you're regretting your decision. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we are wrapping it up. We are closing down the floor on Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher, Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Travis May at FF underscore Travis May. So, we are